That's how fearing the Lord works. The the person is happy who fears the Lord because when you fear the Lord, it changes your behavior. You realize that because I'm part of God's family and because I live in God's house, so to speak, that there are rules of the house. If I was part of another family uh, in someone else's house, there's a different set of rules, right? But the beauty is, is that when a person fears the Lord, God transforms the way that we walk. Children and campfires can be a dangerous combination. Kids need to learn to have a healthy fear of fire so they can stay safe and enjoy the beauty and warmth of the flames. Their respect for their fire impacts their behavior. Well, the same is true in your walk with the Lord. Today, Pastor Daniel shares that the more you understand who God is, His character and His love, the more you'll respect Him. This leads to choices that please him and will make you happier. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Psalms chapter 128 as he begins a new message called Remember. So there's something so unique about memory or remembering things. Because I've always said it this way, that every point of view is a view from a point. There's really no privileged point of view, except for God's. God's point of view is the truest point of view. But for each one of us, we we all sit and we see things, and we all see through different lenses. It's something that I've been talking to a lot of people about lately, that like in, in some ways with all that goes on in the world, if you have a preconceived idea of what it's supposed to be, then you view things through that lens, and then you find supporting data to kind of fill that lens up. And in a lot of ways, our memories are the same thing, where the way we remember things, it's almost always tied into some, you know, filter of the way we look at things through. Like, so, you know, in a lot of ways, each one of us has our own narrative that we tell ourselves, and then we tie all the experiences of our lives into that narrative. You know, it's funny, you may not know this about me, or maybe you do. So I have a, I have a twin sister, um, a twin sister, Jody. She's actually six minutes older than me. I like to joke that, uh, that I needed six Six minutes of peace and quiet after hanging out so close with my sister for nine months. She loves it when I say that. But but we're super close. And, and no, she doesn't have dreads. And no, she doesn't have a beard. But, you know, we're super close. And it's funny, though, because so much of our lives, we're wired a little bit differently. And so, so much of our lives, we, could, we talk about experiences and we have different experiences in the same experience of, oh, I saw it this way and I saw it this way. And it was funny because I remember as we were we, as we were growing up, like as, as kids, we, we were always really friendly. But then when we got into high school, we had like kind of like a joint friend group, which was kind of a unique thing because my parents were always trying to keep us in different classes so that we didn't have like the competition and we're twins and who's better and who's this and that. But as we got older, we, we had a shared group of friends and, and we would have all these experiences together. And I just remember we would, we would talk about these events after and she'd be like, oh man, that was so crazy when that happened. I'm like, wait, I thought this happened. And, and, and we, were ex- we were experiencing the same things, but we're filtering them and, and understanding them differently. And in a lot of ways, because God has created us all uniquely, God knows exactly what it is, but all of us have our own experience. And so much of our experiences are wired to the ways that we see the world. And as we're journeying through life, it is important for us to make sure we bring to remembrance 
the right things or, or, or the, the truest things about who we are. Because so often when we're confronted with something, we're always bringing in stuff from the past, the way that we saw things in the past. So, you know, like there's that, that idea of the, the rebound relationship that like you had a bad relationship and then the next person you meet, you know, they're the rebound and, and you just bring in all your baggage from the last relationship. Really life is like that a lot. If you had a terrible boss, you get a new job, you're waiting for the new boss to be as bad as the old boss. Right. And so God in, in helping us understand our lives, he wants us to make sure that we remember certain things so that as we're journeying through this life, that God will help us to travel on this way up. That's what we're calling it as, as we're looking at these, these songs of ascent, that each day of our lives and, and each season of our life and, and each situation of our life, that God can, by his spirit, can leverage it so that we can take steps forward, that we can become more whole, that we can be closer to Jesus, that we can be more trusting, that, that we can be able to, to shed the old grave clothes, to use a Lazarus reference, to get off the grave clothes and put on the new self, putting on Christ and, and, and putting on, taking off the old man, putting on the new man, that each day of the journey is a day for us to be able to kind of shed what is old and to put on what is new. And, and what we choose to remember on the journey is is that's going to play into that. And so today I want to just share, you know, two of these songs of ascent with you. But really the key is going to be about what we need to make sure we remember so that we can put off the old person, put on the new person, put on Christ and grow closer to the Lord and deeper into the heart of God, so to speak. So in order to get at this, I want you to open up in your Bible to Psalm number 128, Psalm 128 as we continue this the way up series in these songs of ascent. So if you're have a Bible, I always like to say Psalms right in the center of your Bible. 150 songs or Psalms. So Psalm 128 between Psalm 127 and Psalm 129. We're also going to take Psalm 129 today as well. Uh, also, if you want to open up another browser window or your favorite Bible app, just type in Psalm 128. So it says this Psalm 128 verse one says, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy and it shall be well with you. Now, this is kind of quite simple, but something that we often don't do. My friends, you and I, we need to remember to fear the Lord. We need to remember to fear the Lord. Notice what it says. It's so simple. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways, when you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy and it shall be well with you. Now, now don't miss that. That really, the, the blessed person, the happy person is the person who fears the Lord. Now, I don't want to keep saying it, but I'm, gonna, I'm so excited because I have a book coming out called Crazy Happy. We'll talk more about it. And this is another one of the ways that God's plan for happiness is not where we'd expect it to come from. Because Blessed is the person who fears the Lord. And, and the idea is like, people are like, well, why would fearing the Lord make me happy? I mean, isn't fear the opposite of happiness? No, no. The idea of fearing the Lord is not that you are terrified of God, although it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It's this idea of revering God, giving God his due respect. And, and we need to remember to fear the Lord because a heart disposition that fears the Lord then 
amends the ways that we live. Notice it says, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord who walks in his ways. So like, let me give you an example. So like, so like my kids, I want my kids to love me, but I also want them to honor and respect me. Right. And so there are rules in our house and, and those rules, they're supposed to follow them. And so like one of the things that we're working on with my, with my older kids right now is that when you make yourself a meal, you have to clean up after yourself. Quite simple. You cook, you clean up after yourself. Now, if one of them wants to cook for both of them, the other one can clean up. But either way, if someone cooks, it gets cleaned up. Right. And so it's so funny because in the beginning it was like, okay, so who cooked? Why didn't you clean up? You should clean up. You know, there's going to be a consequence if you don't clean up. And, and normally it's not a big consequence. But now it's like when they cook, they clean up. And, and part of that is because they love and they respect their dad, or at least I hope they do. And they're willing to know that these are the rules that he has. And so because I love and respect my dad, I know I'm going to cook. If I don't clean up, he's going to ask me to clean up or his mom, my mom's going to do it. And so I cook, I clean up and it's done. And in the same way, that's how fearing the Lord works. The, the person is happy who fears the Lord because when you fear the Lord, it changes your behavior. You realize that because I'm part of God's family and because I live in God's house, so to speak, that there are rules of the house. If I was part of another family of, uh, in someone else's house, there's a different set of rules, right? But the beauty is, is that when a person fears the Lord, God transforms the way that we walk. And of course, it says this in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 33, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and before honor is humility, So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The entry point into any sort of wisdom is fearing the Lord. Now, I always like to remind people that wisdom is, the best way to define it is the right application of the right information. That's what wisdom is. It's the right application of the right information. And so the entry point, the the doorway into wisdom is fearing the Lord. Why? Because he's God, because he's the judge of all the earth, and because we get to have a relationship with him. We want that relationship to be a relationship where we honor and respect God's authority, and he's also our heavenly father. And so the happy person is the person who fears the Lord. Now, let me ask you a simple question. I love this. This is so much fun. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. Okay, honest question. Everyone shake your hands out, wherever you are. Shake your hands out. Shake them out. Come on. I don't want anyone to pull a muscle. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Okay, honest question. How many of you want to be happy? Everybody raises their hand. Why? Because everybody wants to be happy. Guess what? Oh, how happy is the person who fears the Lord, who walks in the ways of the Lord, When you eat the labor of your hands, because you're walking in the ways of God, your life becomes fruitful. And when you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy and it will be well with you. So if you want to be happy, fearing the Lord is the open door to happiness. Why? Because as we read in Proverbs 15, 33, before honor is what? Humility. And when you and I as created beings... When you and I as created beings, when we fear the God who created us, that is us living in reality. And in that reality of who we are as finite created beings, we fear the Lord. We're living into the truest thing about us. So I love it because it begins with us as individuals about how we, you know, we fear the Lord and that leads to happiness. Then what's interesting about the the rest of this psalm is that it moves us from an individual to a family and then from a family to a community. So in verses one and two, we get the individual. Now notice the family, verse three, 
Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants all around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. So now notice, it begins with, uh, with in this case, a man, right? And then he fears the Lord and he's happy, right? And he's walking in God's ways and he's fruitful. And then it moves from the man who fears the Lord to his family as a blessed family. And I believe that in this case, it's a man going to his wife. In the same way, a wife who fears the Lord, the same thing trickles back. When you walk in the ways of the Lord, then God will do a work in your spouse, your children like olive plants. You know, and an olive plant was fruitful. I mean, they made a, they did a lot of olives in the Mediterranean. Obviously, if you ever gotten a, a maza plate, if you've gone to a Mediterranean restaurant, if you haven't, go do it. It's super good. They always come out, they have olives and, and, and they have some, you know, some hummus and, 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 and some pita. You can get it gluten free if that's your jam. It's not mine, but it's, it's yours. You know, and they always put a little olive oil on it and it's, and everything tastes delicious. Why? Because there's olives there. And so the idea is the kids will be fruitful. Behold, thus shall be the man. He'll be blessed who fears the Lord. And then it moves from an individual to a family and then from a family to a community. Verse five, the Lord bless you out of Zion and may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, may you see your children's children. So it moves on out that all of Jerusalem, all of Zion will will see the good. Why? Because when people fear the Lord in a community, when a community together fears the Lord, then God's blessings will be upon it. And the ultimate example of God's blessing is longevity, to be able to see your children's children. You know, I was just thinking about this the other day because, you know, our founding pastor, Dr. Bill Ritchie, just had a birthday, you know, just a young guy. And, and I just love because for his birthday, his family got together. Pastor Jason Ritchie was one of our executive pastors. And then, then his son, Jeff, and daughter Lisa and their families. And it was just this beautiful family photo. And I'm like, look at this. There's like children's children. And now this is the blessing of the Lord. Because... Pastor Bill and Miss Betty, they've been fearing the Lord all these years and, and, and their kids are all walking in the Lord and, and, and there's, now they're seeing their grandkids start to take those steps and a number of Pastor Bill and Miss Betty's grandkids are, are growing up and, and God's going to do a work in their life and, and it's such a beautiful thing because really what we're seeing is that when we remember to fear the Lord, then God's work gets done from an individual to a family and from a family into a community. And I don't want you to miss the fact that really what this shows us is that each one of us, no matter where we are, what place in life we're in, that each one of us has a responsibility to individually fear the Lord because we impact not only ourselves, but our immediate family and those around us and then into the community. And when people walk fearing the Lord and they walk in the ways of the Lord and then they're fruitful, that fruitfulness is a blessing to other people. I always like to remind people that, that when your life is fruitful, You're not the blessed one. Everybody around you is blessed. Why? You ever see an apple tree eating an apple? No, right? You never saw a coconut tree eating a coconut, right? You never saw a fig tree eating a fig. The people around those trees get the benefit of the fruitfulness. And the tree enjoys its fruitfulness because it is able to produce and and, and bless other people. And that's why God, he wants us as we fear him and to walk in in his ways. And as we become fruitful, our lives become a benefit to everybody around us. And each one of us, we have an impact on our communities and on our families and on the world in which we live. And it's important for us When was the last time when you woke up, you said, Lord, I just want to remember to fear you today so that I'll adjust the way that I live, that I'll live differently than I would if I didn't fear you. 
For many of us who grew up outside of the church, you have stories. I have those stories of what I, what my life looked like when I didn't fear the Lord. And now that I do fear the Lord, how different my decision-making is, how different the things that I value are, how different it is that like, yeah, I don't really want to do this, but because I fear the Lord, I'm going to do this. Right. And when a person fears the Lord, it has a positive impact, not only on their own life, but on their family and ultimately on the community around them. Now, as we move into Psalm number uh, 129, there's other things for us to be able to remember together. Look at what it says in verse 1. It says, Many a times they have afflicted me from my youth. Let Israel now say, Many times they have afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed on my back. They made their furrows long. The Lord is righteous. He has cut in pieces the cords of the wicked. Now, what does this mean? My friends, when we're on this journey of life, this, this path, this pilgrimage of this life, you and I, we need to remember God's character. We need to remember God's character. Because in these four verses that begin Psalm number 129, we, we see the character of evil people as contrasted to God's character. Now, I've already said this uh, in a previous message, but don't miss that these psalms are songs, right? And so because they're songs, if you notice in verse 1, many a times they have afflicted me from my youth. And then it says, and let Israel now say, many a times they have afflicted me from my youth. That That... That was a, a cue. It's like the psalmist is a music director. He begins the line, many a times they have afflicted me for my, my youth. And then let Israel now say, and then everyone would say together, and many times they afflicted me for my youth. So it was a way to bring the whole congregation together on this one theme. And don't miss the fact that we just talked about this. We're an individual and then we become something bigger and part of something bigger. And it's the same way. We want our lives to be more congregational than individualistic. You are an individual, and God wants you to be an individual member, but we are also part of the body of Christ. And so part of what God wants to do in this journey of life is to help us see ourselves as bigger than ourselves. The big tragedy of our day and age is our culture has become so individualistic, right? And that's not a tragedy because we need to make sure we look out for individuals, but if all you do is see yourself as an autonomous self, an autonomous unit, you're actually missing out on God's purposes and plans for life. God wants us to be part of something bigger. And so I loved how the psalmist just kind of rolls on out, just like, I'll lead it out, but we want to be part of something bigger. And in this case now, you know, many a times they've afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. You know, the plowers plowed on my back. Now, obviously, the psalmist now is using poetic language to talk about tremendous suffering. You know, his back is like is like a field that is being plowed, and they made their furrows long. And so a furrow was, you know, you'd have these beasts of burden, and, they, and they'd have this sled, and it would just open up the place that they could put the seeds in. And so he's saying, he's talking about literally being tortured, that the suffering he's experienced, the affliction, it's like torture. They made long furrows. It wasn't just like a little cut. It was like his whole back. But notice what it says. The Lord is righteous, and he cut in pieces the cords of their wickedness. So, and this is important, because I think what happens is because people are hard, we begin to think that the Lord is hard. 
because people are mean, we begin to think that the Lord is mean, right? And, and you know, there's an old saying that I've always heard that, that life is hard and God is good. Never confuse the two. Because sometimes when life is hard, we start to think God is hard, right? Or I like to say, you know, life is messy, but what? But Jesus is real, right? And, and so for us, even though people may be horrible, we have to remember God's character. Because if we just get our eyes on people, it's so easy for us to begin to really get down about life because you watch people and nobody's perfect. I mean, listen, the best person among us is still radically imperfect. And so we can look at people and people let us down and they don't fulfill their promises. And they don't do what they say they're going to do or they do it. They do a lousy job and all these things that go on. And if we, in this journey, if we remember God's character, we realize that even though when people are being horrific and they're afflicting people and they're hurting people, the Lord is righteous. And this, of course, reminds me of Psalm 103, verses 8 to 14. It says, the Lord is merciful and gracious. He's slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. I love that passage. Psalm 103. I'll never forget. I remember the first time I heard that psalm. I was actually... A, a young believer I was living in at the time in Southern Oregon, and I was playing music as a career. And I remember I was driving from the Rogue Valley, Southern Oregon, and I was driving up I-5, uh, going to Portland to play a series of gigs. That, that I remember that weekend because we had a Friday night, we were doing a jazz cruise on the Columbian, you know, and then we were going to play at this like little punk rock club. So we were playing straight ahead jazz and then punk rock club. And then we had another gig the next day, a straight ahead jazz gig. And then, uh, and then I would drive back and I'd fall asleep. I was on the worship team at my church. And so I'd drive back after the Saturday night gig and I'd, I'd get back to the parking lot at like three in the morning and I would sleep in my car so that I didn't miss the worship practice. And so the worship leader would come and knock on my van and he'd hand me a cup of coffee and I'd go on in and, I, and I'd, I'd use the bathroom and I'd, and I'd start playing the worship. But I remember the very first time I was listening to a Bible teaching uh, by Pastor Chuck Smith from Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. And I remember he read Psalm 103 verses 8 to 14. He read all of it. And then he said, that is our God. And then he read it again. And he said, that is our God. And I'm going to read it again. Because brothers and sisters, in your journey and pilgrimage to life, people can be horrible, but our God is good. Jesus is Surrounded by a culture that elevates the individual and praises autonomy, God wants you to remember that you're part of something bigger than yourself. Today, Pastor Daniel encouraged you to break free from our culture's mindset and see that your decisions have a ripple effect, touching the lives of the people around you. 
Pastor Daniel also urged you to remember God's character when people aren't treating you well. Clinging to the truth of who he is will help you develop the perspective you need to move through those difficult times. Everyone needs a little encouragement to get through their day, and we have a way to provide that for you. Pastor Daniel has some excellent advice, truth, and love to share in his two-minute messages available on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just go to JesusIsRealRadio.com and click on the social media links to find them. You won't be disappointed, and your day just might get a little brighter. Hey, everybody. This is Pastor Daniel Fusco from Jesus Is Real Radio. I'm so excited about what Jesus is doing through this ministry to change lives and restore His people. Would you consider partnering with us as we continue to share the message of Jesus here on Jesus Is Real Radio? You can find out more and donate securely online at JesusIsRealRadio.com. Thank you for prayerfully considering this. Make sure to tune in again as Pastor Daniel will share that God knows you inside and out. He knows your brokenness and hurts, your failures and pain. Even before Jesus came, God wanted to restore and heal his people. He wanted to give them a fresh start by taking their sins from them as far as the East is from the West. There's more to come from Pastor Daniel's series called The Way Up. Please glance at the clock right now and make plans to join us again for another edition of Jesus is Real Radio.